awesome name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, we go to Genesis. And um, Rebecca and Isaac, 64 says, Genesis 24, 64 says, Rebecca lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel, for she had said to the servant, who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, it is my master. So she took her veil, covered herself. The servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother, Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah. She became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now, a few things um, we can note on the side, and that is that in the ancient cultures, the real marriage is the dowry. Okay, once you paid it, um, that is it. They're committed to the relationship. In fact, that's a denomination that once you've paid dowry, anything you do after that is uh, divorce. And they will not, uh, even if you say, oh, we have not wedded in court or wedded in church, uh, they don't countenance that because of this um, system or pattern we see in the Bible. At once you have gone, taken a girl from their house, paid dowry, you married her. Um, the rest, you know, and that's why, you know, um, when I, I relate with young people, I told them to always vote for righteousness. Okay? So if you have done all of this, you have done mutual consent before the family, and you find that um, passion, is trying to drive you to fornication. Do a quiet, simple wedding, inexpensive. If you're waiting for money to have a big wedding, you know. And I told you before that uh, quite a, I've seen quite a few people that took that advice. Okay, um, that's a girl who used to work for me. Okay, there were only four people at her wedding. No, five then. She and her husband, the best man and the chief bridesmaid, and the pastor. And the, the wedding was conducted in the pastor's office. And uh, that's how they got married. I said, it's a vote for righteousness. So rather than go and be uh, doing secret things that will smear your conscience, uh, uh, then, then um, uh, quickly... Um, do a quiet wedding, you know, and and when you uh, um, young people do that, they show respect for the word of God in their lives, because that's what shows that a man honors the word of God in their life. They would rather do something that is totally unorthodox just to be 
in conformity with the word of God. And that's the way we should take it all our lives. Because you see, it doesn't matter. The world won't be there on the day of judgment. You know, they won't be. They say, well, I didn't want to look like this to them. And they, say, <laughs> they will not be there. And all those things that you and I often do so that the world will, will, will not say so and so. They don't come out there, you know? Because only what comes out is what we do out of reverence for God and his Christ. What we do in obedience to God and his Christ. So, so uh, um, Rebecca um, wrote the final chapter of this. She was demure. She uh, uh, um, um, showed chastity, you know, um, um, covering her face, being uh, humble, dismantling to honor her husband, all of this, you know, you know, they, 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 I don't know if they taught her, but uh, she did all of this. You know, some people, some people in these days of uh, uh, feminism, you know, confuse everything, you know. When a, a woman honors her husband, is honoring her own head. And we, we have a saying in Igbo land that if you call your calabash a useless calabash, everybody will join you to call it useless. You know, so when you uh, talk condescendingly about your spouse, whether either way it works, either way, you know, and, and you cannot expect others to honor honor him or her, you know? And that's why people need to be careful. You know, I was telling some folks about the law of sowing and reaping, you know? And it, it is so, so uh, uh, strange. After people have sown one thing, they expect to reap another. I said, ah, haven't you heard the scriptures? Whatsoever a man sows, Okay, some people will argue that, well, I've been sowing a good seed and I've not been reaping a good harvest. I say, ah, ah, don't you know how the agriculture works? You know, bamboo, bamboo. If you sow bamboo, it will take 25 years to show face. So various seeds take a different length of time, you know. And while you're waiting for it to, to mature, you have to have patience, you know, while you're waiting for the seed you have sown to mature. And when it eventually matures, it will become your joy that you, you waited patiently for it. You, you, you had grace to, to, to continue to do the right thing. A lot of um, um, us forget that our Lord Jesus Christ, he taught us that uh, if you don't die, you cannot give life to others. Unless you die, then you will not be able to give life to others. So when they came in that scripture, in John chapter 12, Philip and uh, Andrew, they came and said, ah, 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 some, some, some visitors to Jerusalem are looking for you. <laughs> he did as if he didn't hear them. And then he made that profound statement in verse 24, except a corn of wheat 
fall into the ground and die. He will not, it will not bring forth any fruit. But if it dies, you know, if it, is, if it dies, then it will bring forth fruit. And so that is it. If you sow death to self, ah, you give life to everybody around you. You give life to everybody around you. Even if they don't acknowledge it, ah, your reward will be waiting for you. you know? So when they see you uh, 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 going with the, the master, they will say, what did she even do? Or what did he even do? I say, eh. <laughs> you see, when people do things that impress heaven, they don't advertise it. You know, they die to themselves so they can give life to the lost, whether the lost be their spouse, you know. But let me also uh, make this point that uh, don't die and wake up, die and wake up. You are going to be canceling all you are doing, you know. That's the one the sister said is fainting, that they're not, they didn't die. You know, let us really die to self. Then we can give life consistently to people until they come alive. Until they come alive. So these are all the challenges. And do you know the truth of this matter? Nobody chooses the path they walk. Okay? So I cannot choose the path I will walk to manifest Christ to my world. I can't choose it. You know, they will lead me, lead me, lead me, lead me, lead me. You know, and don't go and say, like the woman in the play, that my own cross is heavier than everybody else's. <laughs> because you don't know the one they're carrying. You don't know the one they're carrying. So everybody carries the cross they've made for him. And what is the purpose of the cross? Of course, you know the purpose of the cross. The purpose of the cross is to bring out the Christ-like nature out of us. That's why they give a cross. They don't give a cross uh, for nothing. They give a cross so that, you know, as you carry that cross, the nature of Christ will be coming out. Carry it properly, then the nature of Christ will be coming out. And then you'll be shining light in the world of darkness. Not, not nobody is suggesting by any stretch of imagination that these things are easy to do. But we must know that that's what we are called to do. That is what we are called to do, to die to self. That's what Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ brought down from heaven, to die to self so he can give life to others. That's the gospel. And uh, we must, we must uh, uh, really embrace this in all our situations and ask the Holy Spirit to take us through it. Amen. Amen.